You are listening to Comic Talk 616, a podcast on all things nerdy. We can be found on Anchor FM or anywhere you choose to listen to your podcasts. Also, you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and our website, comictalk616.weebly.com. Push the button. Push the button. Push the button. Josh is the button push. I did. Push the button, Josh. I did. Josh, push the button. Josh. Boom. Josh, button. You're pushing his buttons right now. (laughs) Josh, did you push the button? I. All the buttons. All of them. I I pushed. Josh, I don't think you pushed the button. Okay. Are you sure? Something. The red blinky start button. You should push it one more time. You know, two more times. There's another button over there that it's making the podcast even better. Oh, one too? there we go. Got it. Good, good, good. Okay, good, good guys. Perfect. Can this build up be part of the Nailed darkest time? Yeah. Yeah. So, hey guys, uh, guess what? It is that time of year again. Um, yet again, we are at a fire pit. Um, so if you hear a different quality sound, it's because we're outside. Yeah. It's for our ASMR. Probably our only seasonal episode that we do consistently, The Darkest Timeline. <laughs> for those of you who don't know what The Darkest Timeline's. Um, is, well, hold on, wait. Welcome to Comic Talk 616. Hi, guys. We're a Thanks. podcast that talks about nerdy stuff, anime, comic books, whatever, whatever. But today, we're, uh, we're getting a little spooky <laughs> part of fandom. Anyways, I am <clears throat> Badmouth Jake, a.k.a. Lord Facetat. I am Matt, the Lord Protector and Knight of the Moon. <laughs> legally, he is. No, legally, he's Baron of the Moon. Baron. But I made myself a knight, so now I'm Lord Protector. Knights are lo- nice. lesser than barons. I'm both. Same. That's why I'm Lord Protector. Okay. He's so anyway. Anyways. I am Bri. I am Protector of the Oracle. I am the Oracle, apparently protected by Bri. I am. I'm Steve. <laughs> <laughs> With a cool I'm, hat. I'm Annalise. And I am Josh, <laughs> pusher of the buttons. <clears throat> Josh! Oh, the button you, yeah, Josh, did you push the button? Yep. Anyways, guys, so as I was saying earlier, um, the Darkest Timeline is... We got it from the show community. If you've seen that, they have to do this whole thing. Anyways, our Darkest Timeline is our annual Halloween episode that we do where we get around a campfire, eat some snacks, talk some crap, burn some people and some stuff. Um... And we tell we tell ghost stories that involve the podcast and the cast and the bows and the circle um, of an alternate timeline that is. <laughs> yes, Luna, you are correct. Uh, the darkest. <laughs> that is Comic Dog. <laughs> please wait. Please <clears throat> have patience. One moment, we... please. This episode's brought to you by BarkBox. We're not <laughs> sponsored by this. <laughs> We're not sponsored at all. What do they have in there? Trees? Tree parts? I don't know. Dude, Darkbox is actually pretty dope. Yeah. We get it for Coda, and, like, the toys there. Do they actually, like, not die? Yeah. Nice. They're they're really good anyways. And Coda is violent. Have you met Hazel yet? She kills everything. (laughs) 
everything. I bought her a rope today. It lasted 10 minutes before she unwound it. And that's <laughs> the longest a rope has You guys lasted. should look in the bark box. They actually build toys specifically for dogs that like to like... Just okay, no, no, no. Hold up. Dear BarkBox, please sponsor us. <laughs> yeah, for real. For My real. dog needs some free toys. Anyways, so... I don't yeah. have a dog, but I'll... You, know. you want free toys? You want free so, toys? I like toys. What we do is, on this know. night... I we, uh, all the time. That's great. We forgo all the news. We forgo the comics list. We kind of just drop the usual. And uh, we just tell ghost stories and have a good time. And at the end, we uh, we vote on the, the, everyone's favorite. And then they are, you know, they have the darkest timeline. Um, this episode is brought to you by Best Slope Coffee, the best slope coffee of all the Western Slope. Um, if you go to bestslopecoffeeco.com, you can find... You can find some scary good deals, like their... Oh, man, right on the money, and we ruined it. You can find some scary good deals, and you can get pumpkin spice lattes, and you can get, like, a spicy mocha, or you can get the drink Steve gets, which is which they still have yet to actually overspice. And they legitimately are scared every week. It is fantastic. Uh, mm. You can go in and order just a spicy Steve, and they'll know what you're they're, you're talking about. Um, also, if you go online, they have a subscription box. You can get it uh, quarterly. In quarterly, you can get it bi-weekly, or you can get it monthly. So check it out. Also, right now, if you order subscribe to a box, I believe you get a uh, spooktacular sticker pack. Um, that features an arrangement of spooky stickers that you can also go in store and get them. So uh, <coughs> check them, check them out. And we're gonna go ahead and start right off the bat with our darkest timeline. Um, right after these, how's how's everyone's week? Good. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah, Let's go. go. It happened. There were seven days. Awesome. Now. Sweet. So we'll go ahead. And who wants to start first? You do. I do. Yeah. You do. I can see it in your eyeballs. I can see it on your face, Pat. The flames are burning. I can see them. Okay, sure, fine, fine. Okay. <laughs> Let me. I'm gonna put my cookie down in this Have pocket. Have you been planning this for like six months? No, last week. <laughs> at least that's longer than me. All right. <clears throat> I didn't plan at all. So I have yet to plan ahead. I have a. Me too. I have a loose idea of it. <sighs> Does anyone have spooky music that we used last time? We can add spooky music later. Yeah, that's actually a good idea. But it's more fun to have spooky music while we talk. Yeah, while we're telling. We're outside. It'll be better for recording purposes if I add that later. But it's fun for us if we add it right now. We're outside. Who cares about quality tonight? But we want people to hear us. I think Josh cares. Yeah, I do. (laughs) You know what? He just pushes a button. He doesn't count. That's right, but he cares. All right. Okay. The mood. Right. The moon? The mood. The mood. So... It's November for first, uh, the beginning. Day of the dead. Right. And in a living room, in the suburbs, in the town of Colorado. Sorry. Sorry. In the state of Colorado. <laughs> no, I suburbs. There's Colorado a town. Much better. It's November first. The second. Sorry. First, the, the thing. First of all, this is the darkest you know, timeline. The thing. Different universe doesn't count. The year is the November. state of Colorado. <laughs> uh, brother. The small so, town of Colorado. It's no. So it's it's November first. Kind of a it's a dark, cloudy, muggy day. There's a town in Colorado, and in the suburbs, there's a man sitting on his couch, enjoying his time. He's got a controller, and he's just playing 
the Fortnites. Enjoying his time. You know. And just doing doing what this man does. Yelling out his wife, being upset about his dad. Kyle. Shotgunning monsters. You know, and it's a it's it's an, an eerie night, you know, listening to Five Finger Death Punch and not really getting anywhere with his life. And then the night goes on and on and it gets gets late. It's about twelve thirty. And he hears a, a doorbell ring. A little ding dong ding along. However his doorbell sounds. <laughs> we'll go with ding dong ding along. And he opens the door after he yells at his wife a couple of times. No answer. <laughs> Tries to get his mother-in-law to do it. She throws a chocolate at him. Smacks him in the face. Chocolates. So he opens the door. And there's fog rolling on the ground. It's misty. Dark. And on his doorstep, just a single can of liquid death water. He doesn't think much of it, because he's just like, hmm, Jake must have dropped this off as a, as a gift. So he picks it up, sits back down, and starts drinking it. And he's like, hmm, it's got a little bit of a taste to it. Must be like a flavor thing they're trying. So it keeps playing. More time goes by. Here's the doorbell. Ding dong, ding along. Can <laughs> <laughs> we record he, this and make it her doorbell, honey? And um, <coughs> he opens the door and uh, another can is there. So he, he's like, "Huh, that's weird. Jake, Jake must be must be messing with me, you know, and doing doing something." And so he grabs it. He, he drinks it. And he continues to play. Plays a little bit longer, and the third time he hears ding dong ding along. And he, again, the can there. This time he steps out and he's like, okay, Jake, yeah, real funny, ha ha. You're, you're the funny man playing with Kyle. Ooh, spooky. Halloween's a little late. Joke's on you. I'll take my free water anyways, my, my liquid death not sponsored and, and drinks it but this third one he's playing the game and his vision starts to get blurry and you know he starts calling out for his wife and for anyone at home and he starts to hear this chanting you know uh, organizational congregal chanting gets up to see who's home and black Time passes and he starts to come aware and he's in a he's in a field and you just see torches. And there there are people in hoods with with cups and they're chanting. And you just see Kyle. He's he's dressed in a white gown. And in his chest carved is a 
an M that looks like a monster scratching. <laughs> and he's, he's, he's posted up. And you see this tall figure, much, much taller than, than the others, in a, in a red velvet robe. The, the face can't get, be seen. It's, it's completely blacked out pitch. And you hear a distorted voice. And, and he says, Kyle, we've joked about the Church of Evidation for quite some time. But it's time that you come to your real purpose. And what looks like it seems to be the leader of this cult or this group walks up. And he reveals his hood. And this tall, grotesque monster turns out it's Matt. <laughs> it, 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 it seems like some sort of dark magic or curse has just deformed him into this slender-esque type of Wendigo-like character. You, you could see blood is just constantly flowing out of his eyes and his mouth is dry and cracked and ripped his teeth are decayed he's um, ugly he, he and has, disgusting yeah he has, he has a similar re 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 um, resemblance to the mouth of Saruman Saruman and he just he just smiles and you just start to see his face tear up and he's just like welcome buddy I hope you're ready to come home and join the family. And as he smiles, he has a plate with a tiny little pocket snack. And as he holds up the plate, the people are chanting, and, and the wind blows, and you see the hoods fly off. And, and, and to his shock, it's the rest of his friends, Brian, Christy, Steve. Annalise. Josh wasn't there because he was pushing a button. <laughs> you know, and, he, and he's confused. He's like, wait, where, where, where's Jake? And he, he looks over and on a similar platform, there's just a burn charred body. You know, and the, the, the body's frozen with finger guns because obviously he made a really bad joke and died and, and went, went down swinging. <laughs> And the, the pastry, the, the pastry started to glow, and Matt looks him in the eye with his blackened, soulless eyes, and he looks at Kyle, and he says, this is for our own good. You don't, you don't understand but you have to become the Pope Daily. And so Kyle's fighting, he's trying to get out, and he's, he's trying to do that, and Matt's bony Batman Who Laughs-esque fingers grabs it, and he sh takes them, but long and disgusting-like, and just slides the pizza roll down his throat. And as, as he's choking on it and trying to bite from swallowing it, Matt leans in, chuckles, Totinos are nothing. And he, he's, he's basically forced to swallow it. He couldn't, you know, cry from going down anymore. And after he's done that, what he, who he thought was his friends begin to drink out of the cup. 
and they begin to chant. And the chanting grows louder and louder. And, and as they chant, the, the circle of that they're at, they just ignite in flames. And they continue to chant. And clearly they're burning alive. They're, they're dying. But they continue to chant. And Matt just laughs and laughs and laughs in both pain and in, in joy. And you just begin to see Kyle just deforming and, and, and turning into this grotesque cryptid. His, his legs have gotten, you know, slender, long, and he's become pale and translucent. His arms just became long and gangly, and his face was no longer recognized as human. His teeth grew to a sharp point. His eyes blacked out and void of any humanity. The, the only way I could describe this is if the Batman who laughs and a werewolf had a weird child together out of wedlock. And he just, he falls to the ground. And, and, you, and you see Kyle fighting for the last bit of humanity that he had. Then Kyle looks up and whatever Matt seems to be had Kaylin there crying. And then he just smiles and he looks and he's like, go do what Kyle do best. Kyle just realized that like, he turned into what the real essence of a Kyle is. A monster. The moment Matt took his hand off Kaylin, Matt burst up into flames. Kaylin just begs to just no, please don't. It was that moment Kyle couldn't fight any longer. His humanity was gone. He ate her down to the bone. As the sun began to rise, still knowing what was wrong, he, he ran onto the highway and jumped in front of a semi and took his own life. The semi had one thing written on it. Totino's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Awesome. That was a story. That was a story. Wow. That was a story. Why are you what? such a jerk, man? Yeah, jeez, wow. man. You put Kaylin to Kyle. I mean, so horrible. Mm -hmm. You know, he was a Wendigo. That's what you do. That's what you do when you're a Wendigo. Yeah, that's what you do. Oh, okay. Cold stuff, he you know? The way he pronounced it, I thought he said Winnebago. I know, oh. right? I thought <laughs> you know, that's like Winnebago. Yeah, Winnebago's can do that too. Yeah, Winnebago's, Wendigo's, they're both monsters. <laughs> Wendigo's, huh? That's a Which is the whole story about becoming a monster. <laughs> like a puppy. Yeah, I think he's a Like Winnebago. a can with a green symbol on it. That's kind of like an M. Alright, who's next? I think Josh's. Oh boy. 
push that. I think Josh needs to hear a couple more. Yeah, stories I probably need to hear a couple more. All right, more. Um, Brian, you're new. Yeah, Brian. That means it's my first time, so <laughs> I need to Fine, listen. You're right, Christy. Okay, so can we open. Ding dong, ding dong. No, there's no here. none of that. None. We open in a bedroom. Our friend Annalise is getting out of bed. <clears throat> she stretches, you know, like any cute little teenage girl would do. Stretch. Oh, it's a beautiful day. She's looking around and the sun is up. So she walks upstairs and she grabs her teacup and she turns on the water. Super excited about the day. It's Saturday. There's no school or anything stupid like that. And she decides, you know what? I'm gonna walk Comic Dog. It's gonna be a good day. I'm gonna walk her. So she finds Comic Dog. She grabs her leash. She starts to walk outside. And her dad comes up next to her. Hey, Annalise, how's it going? Oh, hey, Dad. I'm gonna walk Comic Dog. You wanna come with me? Sure. So they walk outside. And as they walk outside, a bus hits them. Oh, oh. It just it just hits them like boom. They weren't even out in the street yet. It just there it was. Boom. What in the Grand Theft Auto? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We open again. It's a beautiful Saturday morning. Annalise stretches. Oh, it's a great day. It's wonderful. I'm so excited. Sun's up. I'm going to get up and get some tea and I'm going to walk Comic Dog. So she gets up. She goes upstairs. She sees her dad. Hey, Dad, you want to walk Comic Dog with me? Yeah, sure. Let's do this. So they walk outside. And right as they get to the road, boom, a bus hits them. And they start to realize, oh dear, as, as Annalise wakes up the next morning, I'm just going to die every day. This is one of those. It's going to be terrible and I hate it. And so she makes a different decision. Snap. I'm not getting up. I'm not walking comic dog. I am putting my head under the covers and going back to bed. And she hears her dad walking around upstairs. And then she hears, Luna, come here. And she's just like, oh no, he's going to walk on the dog. She hears the leash getting put on the dog. She hears the door open. Her dad coughs, just like he did. And then she hears the most blood-curdling scream. And he's dead. Her dad died. This this terrible. Sorry, Steve. You're dead forever this time. But Annalise isn't. Ha! So she gets up out of bed and she looks around. She's like, what can I do to make this day not, not stink as much as it already does? I think my dad's dead. This is terrible. Terrible. Typical Gen Z mentality. She picks up oh, the phone. Sucks. <laughs> so she, I am trying to make her just like her. So she picks up the phone and she calls the Oracle, and she's like, "Hey, Christy, um, I think my dad just died. Can you come over?" 
and Chrissy's like, I don't have a car, but I'll get my husband. And so Chrissy and Brian, they show up at Annalise's house. And they, they knock on the door. But Annalise doesn't answer the door. So they knock again. They ring the doorbell. How's that sound, Jake? Ding dong, ding along. There you go. Vin Diesel drives by. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, did someone say family? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, they ring the doorbell and the door creaks open. But there is no Annalise. There is no comic dog. And there is no Steven. But who's standing there? Matt. And Matt is looking around confused. What's going on, guys? I, I don't understand. You are calling Brian and look at each other. Aren't we at Steve's house? Like, Annalise should be here, right? And Matt's like, who are you talking about? There's no... what? So the oracle is like, Matt, you remember that one time we were married and you lost our kids? Did you do that with Annalise and Steven too? And Comic Dog? And Matt's like, no, not this time. I didn't lose our children this time. And Brian looks really confused because he didn't realize that Matt and the Oracle were once married. But it was a fake marriage. And it was really weird. And he actually lost their children. Because <laughs> they were invisible. It was because they were invisible. They were John Cena and Dave Batista. <laughs> and Drax. Dave Batista is Drax. Yeah. And Drax. <laughs> is what. Anyway, so. Where was I? Okay, so Matt the Moon Baron. Matt's he, a bad dad, that's where we're at. He, yeah, Matt's a bad dad. He's standing at the door being a bad dad. And because Brian and the Oracle are going a little bit nuts, he's like, you know what, let me ask Jake. Jake, have you seen some chick named Anna something? Jake comes to the door and he's like really messed up looking. He's got his Superman hat on. <laughs> He's clean shaven. He's clean shaven. This is darkest timeline, not real life. <laughs> He's clean shaven. He's got no tattoos whatsoever. Pink fuzzy slippers. Yeah, we'll go with that bunny ears and everything. And he's like, "Man, yeah, what? I don't, I don't know who they're talking about. What's going on?" And that's like, "Yeah, why don't you guys come in? You know, it, it's gonna be." It's gonna be a little bit. We need to hear your story. So do our call and Brian are talking to Matt and Jake about the story. But nobody can figure out where Annalise or Steven would be because these two don't even know him. And Brian and Christy are like, well, who did we get the phone call from? Did we ever know these people? What is going on? So they take one more chance and they go out the door and then they, they disappear. All four of them disappear. There's maniacal laughter coming from the sky somewhere it seems. <laughs> and then Josh appears walking down the road. Josh Cole, the cool guy. 
walking along, pushing buttons on his phone. He's just enjoying everything. Until he gets hit by a bus. Oh! BAM! Suck it, Josh. <laughs> Josh is gone. The only person left in this story is laughing maniacally from up above everything. Because it was this jerkhole Kyle who was writing this terrible story that stunk so bad <coughs> that nobody even has an ending other than that they got hit by a bus and these guys disappeared. The end. <laughs> All right. <coughs> Who's next? Ghostbusters. What's that? Annalise, Steve, Matt. Not I. I didn't prepare, so it would be really bad. I didn't really prepare, but that's okay. What is this thing called preparation? Yeah. That's okay. I think Jake's a little better even like I even like prepared at all. No. Uh, oh, he didn't. Okay, perfect. Uh, I had a loose idea. I was like, oh, I'm gonna make Kyle the butt of the joke. Yeah, because that's how it goes. We'll just go with Matt. <clears throat> In a world very similar to this one, except for fine minor details. There's a group of people meeting for a podcast. We're going to hang out with everyone, so every week or so, they get together and uh, hang out. My parents, can you talk louder? Uh, Thank you. Okay. And they, this group gets together and they are meeting once again. Uh, strangely enough, everybody has arrived very similarly at the same time. Um, there's a... <coughs> Kyle is actually rustling to show off. Um, he's found some very old comics from a grandfather's uh, basement. And he opens the box and there's almost this like... <coughs> funky uh, staleness from the inside. Uh, there's a little it's there's a whoosh as dust opens up and what is the whoosh saying <laughs> there's a whoosh and dust flies from the box as it's just been very very old it's very very old and he opens this comic book to let's see what's in there and he pulls it open as he pulls open the comic book it's is unfortunately ruined. Uh, there is just too much damage to it. It looks like it was underwater at one point, and the pages disintegrate almost as opening. Uh, Man, Jake looked. Man, Jake looked at it very disappointed, as it just happens too much with comic books, where they, they get water damaged and they get a, something happens to them, and sad thing to see. Steve kind of chuckles as he, as it was supposed to be a big reveal and it didn't quite work out. Uh, the night goes fairly normally as the podcast is recorded. About halfway through, the podcast is paused and 
Steve asked, would uh, anybody like something to drink? And a couple of people, you know, raise their hand, request a few drinks or so, and Steve walks downstairs. Uh, <coughs> he walks down these stairs slowly. There's a thud, 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 and there's no sound at all. Steve has never heard from again. <clears throat> after about ten minutes, after a lot of jokes and like jeering, uh, Brian goes to check on Steve, and he walks down the stairs. Uh, the lights are on. The fridge door is open, has been left open, and there is no sign of Steve except for there's a shoe, which I find very perplexing. He bends down to grab at the shoe, and as he does, he looks over at Luna. And Luna goes over and comes closer, and it almost looks like Luna's smiling. Except for the smile's getting bigger, and the smile extends from six inches to about eight, ten, twelve, and it grows to about three feet long as the teeth, large, gnarly teeth start to form. <laughs> Brian uh, terrifyingly cries out, and he goes to he goes to run, trips on the stairs, and. Uh, he's trips on the stairs and he sees the gnarling teeth cut at him and he is viciously torn apart. <coughs> <You're dead. coughs> There's a loud sound and everybody starts running around and looking and Luna runs behind the group scared. Um, they've lost their friends and they don't they can't find out where they are. After hours of looking, and hour and the hours of looking, the police come, and a lot of sadness. Uh, the story cuts to a week later on Sunday. They, the podcast crew, doesn't know what to do, so they decide to record a podcast for them. That's how we remember them, as they do. They sit and they come back to the same house and record. As they do, one by one, they're just, they leave for various reasons. One goes to the bathroom, one goes downstairs, one forgets something in their car and goes. And one by one, it seems they dis start to disappear. As they do, uh... <clears throat> Do you even notice that something is wrong? Now, now there's been too many people missing. And there's a knock at the door. Uh, it's Kyle. He said he wasn't going to quite be able to make it, but he still got there anyways. Uh, they let him in. They, go, they express that there's missing people and there's we have no idea how or what we should do. And he says, I have a solution. And his mouth starts to elongate as well, going to that familiar two-foot-long thing with snarling teeth. All of a sudden, his skin changes 
to a putrid green that's almost slimy. His tongue extends to a four-foot-long tongue. The rest of the podcast crew, fortunately, does not stand a chance. And as we see him there, at the end, licking his lips, soaked in blood, he reaches down and scratches Luna's head and says, Good dog. Oh, good, good dog. dog. Good dog. Yay! Yay! Yeah, hey, y'all murdered. I forgot to kill Kyle at the end of mine. I made him a villain. I made Kyle a scary little monster, so. But I was gonna actually, when I ended it, I was gonna have him, like, as he was maniacally laughing, choked to death on a pizza roll, and I totally missed the, the chance. So can I just add that? You just did. Okay, you cool. Just you just did right there. Good job. All right. Joked on a to- right. Totino. Totino's nope. or nothing. <laughs> I'm not With doing the it. end of Matt's story, yeah. Yeah. this is a good time for our break. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. This is a break. Five, two, five, five, and have, break. have coffee. This is where we'd usually do the ad. But we already did it. So do, you, yeah. do your thing, Josh. Push the button. Push the button, Okay, Josh. here we go. Button, Josh. We are live. Button. I want to say that. Hey guys, real quick, serious. Yeah. Did Josh push a button? Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. Hey guys, so we're back. I hope you were able to get your hot chocolate, your candy apples, and um, you stole candy from your children to finish part two of our darkest timeline. Last time we met, um, we left off with Matt's story that I will dub "Good Boy." And so we are going to move on with, I it's believe... It's a girl. Luna is a girl. Good. Well, good dog. Matt said good, good dog. boy. Oh, good dog. good dog. Good dog. Whatever. In that timeline, Luna's a boy. Oh, no. No, Luna's a girl. Um, don't tell me about my timeline. Yeah, don't tell him about his timeline. <laughs> don't tell me. Um, and so I believe <laughs> we are going to be opening up the second part of the episode with... The one, the only, the man who pushes all our buttons in the right ways, Josh. Awesome. All right. So, that was a terrible story, man. You oh, suck. it sucks, bro. Come on. Gosh, I gotta do better than your so story. It's, it's the so story. Hey, sorry. Button it up. <laughs> yeah, Josh. <laughs> all right. Yeah, he pushes the button, not you. I like your Demon Hunter shirt. Thank you. I do, too. Makes me want to crowd kill nine-year-old. Love it. So anyway. It says Here we go. So I don't forget I'm why Jesus went. Oh. The other way around though. I'm pointing at my sleeves. <laughs> okay. So once in in night, not so unlike where we're at right now. All of us are sitting together around a fire. <gasps> Gasp! Oh my God, Excitingly. Like in the middle, we find a note. In the middle of the fire? Not in the middle of the fire. Just in the middle, we find a note. <laughs> All it says, help me out of Mountain Dew, Baja Fresh, Kyle. <laughs> so we're all sitting here and we're like 
Dang it, Kyle. You had to ditch our podcast because you were out of Mountain Dew. We gotta rectify this. We can't just sit here all day waiting for Kyle because he can't have the nectar of the gods. So, Jake speaks up and he's like, well, Kyle, he's a butthole, but we, we have to go rescue him. We have to go down every dollar tree we can to find where Kyle has been taken. So we all get in our cars and we stop at the first Dollar Tree in Fruta. We look through every aisle and there's no Mountain Dew Baja Fresh to be found. Because Baja Fresh doesn't exist. <laughs> Don't judge his timeline. Say, it, it, alternate it could. universe. Alternate <laughs> universe. Sorry, guys. Baja. This is this is your timeline. Not, it's Baja. Is, no, no. What is it though? It's Baja Fresh in your timeline. Keep it. Okay, Baja. In this like timeline, it, it is Baja it's Flash, Baja, but Baja yours, Flash. Okay. It's Baja Fresh. Well, it's gonna be Baja Fresh because that's it's what fresh I am. to death. Okay. We go. Can't find him there. So we go to the next one in in Grand Junction. It's not there. Finally, we have to go to Stinking Clifton. <laughs> and in the last aisle, on the last shelf, we still don't find any Mountain <laughs> Fresh. <laughs> so we finally get the guts up and ask a, a, a store associate. And uh, we're like, yeah, this weird dude just like popped up in our store asking for it. And he kind of went mad because he really wanted his Mountain Dew. So he kind of just ran into the back of the store and uh, we called the cops. But... Um, he was looking for Mountain Dew as well. So maybe there's some back there. And maybe he's back there. So as a, as, a, as a group, all at once, and Jake, you know, he he gets his alligator snaps together. <laughs> Matt, he uh, gathers his moon powers. Brian, and the Oracle <coughs> together try to see the future, but it's cloudy. You gotta hand it to them, they tried. They tried, but them. it's... Uh-huh, gotta hand it to them. <laughs> Annalise and Steve. <laughs> yeah, they just kind of went home. Because uh. they, they didn't really want to deal with Kyle anymore. <laughs> but, uh... But then they came back eventually because they... The other rest of the group is having issues. So we all gather together. Josh's the, the button pusher. All gather together. 
head to the back of the store. We open the doors up. <coughs> there are lights shining everywhere. And we see cans upon cans upon cans of Mountain Dew. Baja Fresh. But there was no pile. So we're like, well, you know, we came all the way down here to Clifton, dang it, and and Kyle's not here, but we do have Mountain Dew, so we might as well enjoy some of our Mountain Dew while we're here. So we decide to partake of the Nectar of the Gods. So we're like, okay, you know what, screw Kyle, we're going back. Fruta, we're gonna take these cans with us, and we're gonna sit down and do this podcast without him because do <laughs> he's pretty lame. And as we are sitting around the fire, all of a sudden, Matt's like, My stomach doesn't feel very good. Oh, this really doesn't feel good at all. And all of a sudden, pop! Some living thing pops out of Matt's chest. It starts to come out, and the face forms, and these teeth start going, and we see a baby Kyle. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, Give me Mountain Dew! Wait, how, how does it go again? Give me Mountain Dew! <laughs> one, one more time just for the sound bite. <laughs> Give me Mountain Dew! <laughs> and of course, uh, Matt's there just flailing around as Kyle takes over his body and starts to devour dry iron. Did you start with the hand? He, yeah, it's definitely started with the hand. Of course. And then Jake, another Kyle pops out. Is it my butt? Out out of his butt. (laughs) Oh crap! (laughs) And one by one, we all succumb (laughs) to the Mountain Dew Baja Fresh Kyle virus. The Kyle. Drywall edition. Did you call it the uh, so, West Kyle virus? The West Kyle virus. <laughs> <laughs> Ten points to Matt. Snap. Nice. Alright, that's, that's all I got, guys. So, that was good. good job. That was a good one. Good, good, good first really good. one. West Kyle virus. The West Kyle virus. That was good. Good job, man. That was a good first go. Mm-hmm. Alright. Brian or Annalise? So, or Steve. Right, I no. Steve won last year, so he gets I the go right west. to go last. Winner goes last. In a universe year. far away on a planet that's called Dearth. It's just like Earth. It's just Dearth. Everything's just kind of duh. Duh. Bri Ian goes to the store and procures the most delicious pizza bites on the planet. Kroger brand 
Pizza rolls. <laughs> Blasphemy! Get out! <laughs> he praises them because they are abundant and large and bigger than any other pizza roll in any multiverse. And they're delicious. His son enjoys them. Sure, he's a chef. His wife, the Oracle, is like, wow, these are amazing. There's a knock on the door. Matt the Moon Baron comes in and says, hey, I heard we were having a podcast here this week. I thought, you know, I could come by. Yeah, come on in. We have some pizza rolls. You may partake. Annalise shows up with her papa and says, I've come for the pizza rolls and the podcast. And she's very, very... No, she's not. She's just whelmed. She's not overwhelmed. She's not underwhelmed. She's whelmed. Steven, with his giant furry hat, walks in and says, my head is warm. <laughs> I need pizza rolls. Josh comes in with headphones, pushing a button, just a single button. And he pauses from his button pushing and says, pizza rolls, Kroger brand, or nothing. There's a face tat that shows up. He is a lord of many face tats. He comes in and says, pizza rolls? Here? At a podcast? Blasphemy. I want vegetable rolls. But he says, I guess I'm forced. Wow, these are delicious pizza rolls. We're all here gathered, enjoying pizza rolls with a microphone in the middle. But something's missing. Something large, something angry, something monstrous. It's just a feeling that there's somebody that's supposed to be there that isn't. Two days before, flashback. First, Brian has a grin on his face when everybody's like, there's something missing. Brian smiles, a knowing smile that everybody's like, huh, something off. This is on a Sunday, so back on Friday, Brian visits Kyle at his wonderful lush home. He sits down, they have a conversation about their favorite show, The, the Good Place, The Gooder Place, Different Universe. And we enjoy time. We have a conversation. And I keep bringing up these pizza rolls. And Kyle's just like, you know, that sounds like a good idea. Kroger brand pizza rolls. And he says, it's my passion. These pizza rolls. And I want to bring that passion to the world. I want to start the passion 
of the Kyle. And the passion turns into sacrifice, because that's what passion is. Sacrificing for something sacred, like Kroger brand pizza rolls. Ryan smiles, reaches down, pulls something out of his man purse, also known as Merce. It's an arm. Next thing you know, there's a little bit of a laughter coming from the other room. The oracle walks out, smiling. Kyle's confused, but he feels like blessed. He doesn't know why, but he's like, this is going to be interesting. Let's see how this plays out. Brian puts an arm on his arm. Christy procures a 22-inch chef knife. It's a big cut of meat. <laughs> <laughs> he attaches it. The oracle sharpens the knife. Kyle gets down on his knees, chugs a monster, because he needs to be prepared for what's to come. gives himself to the purpose. And in one blow, two blows, 27 blows later, Kyle is in tiny little pieces. And as Brian reawakens from his flashback, he looks at his friends. He says, Kroger's pizza rolls are nothing. Kyle has been shared to you this day. Secrets in the sauce. The secrets in the sauce. <laughs> I don't know if that's scary or just weird. We <laughs> just all ate Kyle. <laughs> all right. <laughs> that's that's yeah. a good one. Perfect. Wow. All right. Antelise. Are you telling a story? I don't know. I mean, she was originally just coming to join us to listen to our stories and be killed. I didn't like plan anything, and I'm not good at telling stories on the spot. Nobody planned anything. I changed my mind. Yeah, but y'all are good at telling stories on the spot. I am not. Oh, you're creative. You can do you it. You can do it. You can do it. Come on, Annalise. Shoot for the shortest, scariest story ever. Yeah, like Kellen did last year when he said Steven showed up Your with sandals mom. and mm. Oh, that. Oh. I hope y'all are spooked. My mom's dead. Dude. Yeah. Oh, I know. Alternate timeline. Why would you do that? <laughs> oh. Yeah. I Sit still. We can make, give you some bad libs. We can all give you like a person, a place, and a thing. No, that's stupid. Ow. How about one about your jelly cookies? What did we really eat? Your mom. Dude. Oh, 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 oh,
my mama. Are you my mummy? Are you my mummy? No. Okay. In context, well, that might be the scariest story ever. What's that? Just knowing what that In context. Is. <laughs> <laughs> that real is a... Out of context, it's just a little... Weird. Weird. And at least, that's your story. We all turn into the dude with the gas mask. <laughs> you get a pass, well, that's not my story. You don't have to tell us, but if you want to pass, you can pass. What if... What if... No, he has to go last. Well, if your dad gives you permission, then you She's had this much time to think of something if she wanted to. <laughs> go. Bird. You can go last. No, you can fine. go last if you think if you think of something. All right, Stefan. Oh my goodness, it's terrible. That is the horror story. That name. That's true. <laughs> Tell us your story. Water. Guys, that was really scary. <laughs> I think I need to go to bed. I'm gonna have nightmares about H2O. <laughs> <laughs> H2O! Oh, water sucks. It really, really sucks. <laughs> I'm glad he's on this thing. Oh, man. Yeah, we just want to Okay. I did prepare the intro. But nothing else. Awesome. <clears throat> On the world, Ildera, tens of thousands of years ago, in the long forgotten realms where <clears throat> city states were at the top and magic was wild and nothing was impossible to those with the gift. It was a time of scholarship and learning the likes of which this world hasn't seen since. In the long-forgotten realm of Kinsloroth, there lived powerful sorcerers, such as Mateo Bomas of the Moon Gardens, <laughs> and Joshua Blackpot the Adiophile. And who can forget Bray Ayan, one hand, the Potion Master, and his lady, Christiana the Oracle. Yes. <clears throat> also, there was Lanor the Bold. Steve Eilis of Scharholia. And Lerd Jacobius the Macabre. Just to name a few of the world's most powerful, world-shaking, perverse of magics and dark arts. This story isn't about any of them. Just kidding. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> Our story takes us to the small ghetto town of Cliftona. Cliftona. <laughs> where crime runs rampant and people kill just for being looked at kindly and meanly and just looked at in any way. There is no law enforcement because people get killed for being looked at 
in any kind of way. <laughs> the magistrate of this fine, but not so fine, terrible town ordered a decree to hunt down those less fortunate. Our story is about one of these less fortunate. Kyle, the dung collector. <laughs> Kyle, the dung collector, was a humble peasant. He spent all of his days wondering which piles of crap he should collect next. It was a science to it. He couldn't go about collecting stuff that was dry and rock-like and unfresh. Ooh, the best kind. <laughs> Not for his purposes, but that is beside the point. <laughs> no, the only dung for Kyle, the dung collector, was the most fresh, most rancid, cat person piles still steaming he could find. Moist. <laughs> and full of odor. <laughs> <laughs> it was a day like any day for Kyle as he pushed his smelly putrefied cart of smelly crap <laughs> <laughs> when in the distance outside of the city limits he heard also more mundane sounds they may not seem mundane to you listening to my story. But in those days, it was not out of the realm of possibility that you would hear spells being cast at all times of the day and night. Especially in the town of... Yeah. Cliff, whatever the crap it called. Cliftonian. Cliftonian. No, Cliftonian. Cliftonian. Out in the distance, Kyle saw two wizards which seemed, who seemed to be facing off against each other. He recognized immediately the fluorescent purple robes of Brian one hand <laughs> the portion master and on beside Brian was a table full of vials and bottles stopped with corks and such and facing him at Twenty paces of a dragon in front of him was Joshua. 
The audiophile. Joshua the audiophile. so inappropriate. <laughs> Joshua the audiophile, so named because he was a sound elementalist. Was preparing spells to battle against Bri Ayan for unknown reasons, which I will tell you right now because they're not unknown to me. Because I am the story master. While Bri Ayan was looking through his portions and setting them just right on the table, Joshua yelled at him from across the plain. Hey. <laughs> You gonna finish setting up those bottles? What's going on here? <laughs> Brian looked up, and instead of replying, he just put up his index finger and looked back down and moved three portions, and then looked back up at Joshua. This index finger. Um. <laughs> He said, I'm wicked ready, yo. <laughs> <laughs> He's a Vato? He's a Vato. <laughs> Sabo. I guess that's what we're going with because I screwed up on the accent. It don't, he's a cholo now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he's stuck now. He's a fantasy cholo. <laughs> one button on my shirt at the top. That's a thing now. Wow. Wow. To our listeners, I apologize. <laughs> Anyway, where was I? The I spirit of Irwin is with us in that The accent. spirit of Irwin. <laughs> oh, Irwin. Okay. So just as Brian was reaching for a vial of steaming, bubbling, gooey, greenish-yellow liquid, Joshua let loose with a spell created a shriek of a scream that emanated from his personage and flew like a dart towards Brian. As he put his hand around the vial and lifted it, the sound wave hit him and it smashed through his vials, splashing God knows what, all over Bri Yayan. He turned all sorts of shades of yellow and green and purple and fuchsia, and then blue and slimy red. No, that was blood. He started <laughs> melting. And as he melted, the skin sloughing off of his person and just pulling on the ground and then boiling and turning into dust and disintegrating into nothingness. His body imploded on itself. And then it was nothing. Like he was not there, except for a small coin-sized pile of goo with an imprint of Brian's right wrist. Oh. No love. No love. Joshua just stood there gawking, looked at his spellbook confusedly, shrugged his shoulders, 
and began to walk away. When he heard a shriek and a scream and a yell from Lady Christiana, the Oracle, she came running out toward the battlefield to the spot where her Briayan met his unfortunate melting fate. She, she, she slid down to her knees and found the itty bitty pool of goop and scooping it up ever so reverently and gently in her hands. She wept. And then she slapped it up to quell her thirst. <laughs> she wants. <laughs> I ate my husband. You slurped. I slurped my husband. That's drinking that one. You go best. You slurpy by Seven Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> That's Taste, what I... Tastes like marriage. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like a slurp. Moving on. Joshua, upon seeing this happen as he was approaching the, the fierce widow, saw what she did and became horrified <laughs> and disgusted and was so stunned by the disgustingness of this person as she licked her lips and belched very unladylike. She, <laughs> she turned towards Joshua and said, How could you? <laughs> Is that what I sound like to you? Oh my god. That's how Christiana sounded when she was alive. Spoilers. <laughs> how could you? <laughs> and Joshua said, What? How could you? Oh. I was very thirsty. I haven't drank anything all day. <laughs> You are disgusting, wench. I will destroy you now. And Christiana said, Hold that thought. Except not in that voice. Hold that thought. <laughs> and all of a sudden, a wind came from nowhere. Her hair flailed about in the wind. Her eyes rolled up till you could only see the whites. And she began speaking in a prophetic, oracle-esque Language. Joshua, <laughs> you will be eaten by... <coughs> I'm sorry. <coughs> Where was I? <laughs> Flabbergasted Joshua. Shook his head and <laughs> couldn't help himself no longer... He started laughing hysterically until he thought of what happened again and it made him sick to the stomach where he started puking and emptied his guts all over in front of him. Meanwhile, in a different part of town, 
we cut back to Kyle, the dung collector. Kyle always keeps a small bag of his grandmama's private own his grandmama tortilla <laughs> her pizza rolls he always keeps a pocket of those with him and he likes entertainment as much as the next dun collector so he's eating his grandmama's tortillas pizza rolls when this happens and as he's taken a bite of one he sees what Christiana did with the pile of goo that was her late Brian. And Kyle paused for a moment, perplexed, and accidentally dropped his pizza roll. And then stuff started happening again, so he shrugged his shoulders and thought, ah, I'll eat more. So he reaches down grabs a pile and bites down into it, realizing that it was not his grandma Totina's pizza roll, but a somewhat fresh dog log that he picked up (laughs) only five minutes prior. But as any good dung collector would do, he spit it out, kind of wiped his face on his sleeve, shrugged his shoulders, and grabbed a pizza roll to wash it down. <laughs> Meanwhile, Joshua, the audiophile, has finished laughing and has started preparing a spell to counter whatever the oracle has got for him. She, her eyes go back to normal, and she looks at him and looks at the puddle and looks at him again and kind of points at his feet and sh- and like questioningly looks at him next scene <laughs> Mateo Bamas Mateo was a very affluent wizard he was good friends with 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 Steve Alice of Sarcolia he was on his friend Steve's house to have mid-morning tea and to discuss magics with the aging wizard. Now, Matteo was also a lover of fine arts. I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Cliftona was not known f- well, not known for fine art. It's a very artful place in its own special way. Matteo continued walking to his friend's house as he reached the door. He, he reached out to knock, and as he went to knock, the door opened inward, and Landor, the bold, was there. Ah, greetings, Matteo. This is my best female voice, because I am not a female. 
<coughs> as you can tell from my normal narrator's voice. <coughs> Mateo nodded once at Lanor, and as she stepped to the side, he entered, crossed the threshold into Steve's house. As he crossed the threshold, he felt a slight sting in his left knee and his right elbow. Shrugging it off, he continued in and sat down at his normal place at Steve's dining table, which was covered in books and scrolls and potions and rods and wands and staves. In the corner was a pygmy red dragon, which was in the process of stoking a fire in the quite large fireplace. Next to the dragon was a large armchair. Very ornate leather. Uh, multicolored. Slowly, the chair turned in a circle. <coughs> Stupid smoke. Maybe you should quit. <laughs> oh, jeez. I think that's the, uh, the reason for the narrator's voice. No, the problem is, the smoke's been blowing towards me all night. <laughs> in Russia, you don't smoke. It smokes <laughs> you. <laughs> in Stalin's Russia, the campfire smokes you. <laughs> smokes you. <laughs> anyway, Mateo made himself comfortable at the dinner table and said, You know, I've got this sharp pain in, in my knee. And, and in my elbow. Uh. And Lenore just kind of looked at him with her snarky look and shrugged her shoulders and went back to the book she was reading on alpine monkey worms <laughs> and what they eat. From the other room, Matteo heard Steve's voice. Make yourself comfortable, Matteo. The rest of them will be here. Most of the rest of them will be here soon. Matteo had a confused look on his face, but... Yeah. He saw a decanter of fine whiskey on the table and poured himself a glass while he waited. About five minutes later, there was a knock at the door. Nobody answered it. There was another knock at the door. Mateo. Uh, is somebody going to answer that? Lanor just looked up at him, shrugged, looked back down at her book. I guess I will. Um, come in. There is a knock at the door again. That's probably whoever I said Jake was in this story. <laughs> Jacobius. <laughs> Jacobius the macabre. Yes, that was it. Mateo's 
I don't think I've met this Jacobius. What, why is he called the Macabre? And at that moment, Jacobius the Macabre came in. Matt Teo looked at him. Oh, that's why. <laughs> Jacobius the Macabre is covered in macabre, lifelike 3D tattoos. There are fleshy, snake-like bits that writhe around his face because he is a fan of Medusas. For hair, he has earthworms. Out of his nose springs Tiny little hands giving a thumbs up on either side of his nostrils. <laughs> is, this, is this an anime? <laughs> yeah, I like anime. It's ableist. It's ableist. <laughs> and Jacobius kind of. Hey, what's up? To Mateo. What's going on, guys? Am, am I the last one to get here? No. Oddly enough, you are early. Briayan will not be joining us. He was melted into goo moments ago <laughs> by Joshua, the audiophile. <laughs> don't ask me why. I don't know why. I don't know why they were even dueling. Christiana will be bringing Briayan's remains <laughs> when she arrives. <coughs> Cut back to Joshua and Christiana. Christiana and Joshua are walking down the street, making their way towards Steve Alice. Is Aboard, Christiana kind of wiping the corners of her mouth, licking her chops from her most recent of recent meals. <laughs> oh my gosh, I, <laughs> I'm wrecking myself. <laughs> Guys, kids, don't smoke. She belched. And the fumes that came from it <laughs> I mean, this made Joshua wretch again. <laughs> Although he had nothing left in his belly, it was all transferred. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Everybody has arrived at Steve Alice aboard. As Joshua and Christiana enter the home. They both feel sharp pains in their left knee and right elbow as well. Thinking nothing of it, they sit down and join Matteo and Jacobius at the table. Did did you guys notice sharp pain in your knee and elbow as you came in? Said Matteo. 
say something. <laughs> I was trying not to burp up chunks. <laughs> Joshua, meanwhile. <coughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah. My, my left knee and my right elbow. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jacobius spoke up. Oh, yeah! I noticed that, too! Moments later, as they were enjoying a fine drink waiting on Steve to join them, they noticed an inability to move as freely as they could before. And at first they thought, mm -hmm, maybe you've had a little too much whiskey. But no, everybody was very lucid and had only had a few sips. It was no time at all after that when each of them was paralyzed from the neck down. They could only turn their head move their eyes, and talk. Uh, what's going on, guys? Said Mateo, because he's so questioning. Lenore looked up at him from the corner, got up, walked to the kitchen, poured a glass of something, walked back, sat down, shrugged, took a sip, and got back into her book. <laughs> The armchair over by the fire started turning slowly in place. Stupid squeaky, squeaky chair. Hold on a minute. And you hear, hear some rustling and what sounded like an oil can being used. Then the chair started slowly turning, without a sound this time, until facing you was the aged, decrepit-looking, ancient Steve Eilis, the sorcerer of Sarkoria, holding his equally aged, decrepit-looking cat Gordon. <laughs> Gordon the angler. <laughs> I am glad that all of you have decided to join me. How do you find yourselves? He asks with a knowing smile as he pets the mostly hairless. <laughs> 150-year-old cat <laughs> sitting on his lap. <laughs> I bet you're all wondering what that strange noise was just now. <laughs> <laughs> it was big. Family. <laughs> 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 
The fact that y'all both thought of that. <laughs> just, it's so random. <laughs> Moving on. I bet you all wonder why you can no longer move. I've invited you here for a very important purpose. The... The six... Uh, excuse me, sorry. Five of you are the most powerful wizards in this age. I would have liked to see Bri Yayan here. And he looked at... Oh, yes, narrator voice. I'm screwing up my voices now. He looked at Joshua knowingly and shook his head. But the five of you will make do. In the corner, you see... Lanor. Look up and count on her fingers. One, two, three, four, five, as she points to herself and <gasps> gasps quickly. And then shrugs her shoulders nonchalantly and goes back to her book. <laughs> <clears throat> back to the true voice of Steve Alice. I've invited you all here today because I am in need of your essence. I aim to make myself immortal and I need your power to do so. So thank you in advance for offering your lives and to sacrifice to myself. It is much of Matt Tails piped up. Wait, wait, what? <clears throat> Jacobius jumped up. I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm getting out of here. And he ran toward the front door. And as he opened it, his arm exploded into shards of wood and fell to the floor. And he collapsed to his knees and turned his head to look at everybody in shock. And as he turned his head, it snapped all the way around backwards, and he slumped forward. I don't need you alive. I only need your physical essence. Lanor, perform the ritual. <sighs> she puts down her book. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Goes to the table and pulls out scrolls and potions. Throws the potions out the window because she doesn't need them. Starts mixing all these scrolls. Well, it was fun while it lasted. She put the scrolls together and there was a flash of light and she was immolated immediately into smoke and ash and it drifted to Steve. Elise's nostrils and they breathed it in and the rest of the group could see as wrinkles started disappearing on his features his stringy delicate old geezer arms started filling with more flesh and muscle and less wrinkles his decaying skin tone and Collapsed eye sockets started looking more hale. 
And as that happened, the flash of light went into the other four wizards in the room, and they all let out a large scream when Christiana screamed. It was more than just sound. Her stomach was very full. Oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> you bride scream with her? <laughs> she just, just pa- she passed gas. As chunks oh. of her recent ground meal came out. <laughs> a gooey liquid of multicolors started coming out as well, and as it flew from her mouth, uh-uh. it formed into the reconstituted shape and body of Bri Yaya. It was disgusting. <laughs> I will never be the same having witnessed this event. Oh yeah, getting to that. Kaya, the dung collector, followed Christiana and Joshua to Steve Ellie's house and was watching from a side window as all this occurred. And he got this big crappy thing grin on his face <laughs> and was reached for his last of Totina's pizza rolls and finished it off and went and grabbed his flask of Monster Hildu and started guzzling it. Oh, that's very nice. And then he saw the reformed body of Bri Yayan plop onto the table where Lanor had just been in the pile of goo and chunks of Joshua's last meal. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. No. Brian's body animated and jumped up, and he ran to each of the other four living wizards and tapped them on the head like duck, duck, goose. The children's game. He ran around the circle of them eight times for the next three hours, eight times per minute. And then collapsed into the fireplace. It started sizzling. It smelled like Bares bacon. (laughs) Oh, I suddenly feel really hungry, said Steve. Kyle outside was thinking, oh, you know what? It does sound good. So, right as Steve started finishing the last bit of the spell, Kyle came walking in the front door and said, "Uh, Thank you, old geezer. Uh, I'll take it from here. Um, Welcome to Evidation. And he walked behind Steve Alice and poured the fountain, the, the droppings of the fountain of the dew all over the old sorcerer. His skin started boiling into blisters 
and melting off of his flesh. His skeleton jumped up and did an Irish jig. <laughs> and started singing, Hello, my honey, hello, my darling, hello, my right on girl. <laughs> Before crumbling into dust, Kyle stood in the middle of the room, spread his arms out wide, and breathed in the smoke and the ash and the dust from the other wizards that were turning into ashes and filling the room with a vapor. His eyes began to glow. He grew many times taller until he was five foot eight. <laughs> Lightning started pouring from his fingertips and his nostrils. And then his eyes went back into the back of his head and he started chanting in a, un, a long forgotten language. He prophesied that his descendant many thousands of years in his future would reform the church of evidation. And he would be dubbed Kyle Thomp Sir. Annalise, have you decided if you want no. to go? Okay. All right. Well, with and Steve's she went back um, to our book. <laughs> I guess it's safe to oh, go Lord. ahead and vote on our darkest timeline. Just know you can't vote for your own. Um, so, yeah, we'll go ahead and uh, who thought Josh the Button Pushers was the best one for the night? You can vote uh, more than once, just so you know. We can? Can, can we? No. 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 Only There's if we need a tiebreaker. Okay, room. only if we need a tiebreaker. Okay. So, I, I vote for Josh's. All right. I, I vote for West, the West Kyle virus. Um, yeah. West Kyle virus is my vote. Who votes for mm. Steve's? Oh. I, I'm going to vote for Steve's. All right. Oh, How well, about I like the oracles? Is he nobody? Josh? <laughs> I guess... No. Yeah. All right. For the oracle. Awesome. Come on. How about Brian's? I vote Brian. Okay. Oh. Who votes for Matt? I like Matt's. Oh, that's cool. And then so mine, Totinos or nothing. Oh. I can't wow, vote again. This is really sad. I like Bob. <laughs> make up my own second knot. I vote for Ryan. It was a hard choice. I guess it's Tortino's then. Yeah, guys, mine was really good. I'm really upset that you guys got it. I guess it's not Tortino's then, huh? Whose was good, dog? That was me. That was you? Yeah. Yeah, it was a hard choice between... All right, so we'll do a tiebreaker. Who votes for Wes Kyle Virus? Me. Who votes for good dog? People raise your hands. I don't know who's voting here. Yeah, between the two. Between the two, Matt's raise your hand. Between the two, there's five of you now. Alright, who votes for Josh? Oh, you got it, buddy. Alright, so <laughs> the button push. <laughs> the first time, first come upper for the darkest timeline takes the title. Way to go, rookie. Congratulations. Yeah, man. Thank you. you. No, How does it feel? <laughs> you know, I wasn't expecting it, but it's pretty awesome. Just came here to push a couple buttons tonight and uh, ended up, you know, creating the West. 
Kyle virus. <laughs> Guess you can push the button and rode the elevator up. <laughs> push that elevator to, to the, the top, top floor. To the top. To the I have to say, though, for best cinematography, it had to be Steven. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Your story <laughs> no one is awesome. <laughs> How did the audio file like his that audio? That was disgusting. <laughs> oh, I know. That made me feel. I've, I've never. Well, he likes to push buttons. <laughs> yeah. You know, I didn't think it could be more uncomfortable with that it word. Seems like you guys... I, I am now. Yeah, it seems like you guys switch places. Like what? you on the darkest timeline, and you push buttons. I was just going for shock factor So this year was one. good That's all good. So as you guys remember really like Spotify does this like thing So I guess I really for like this you. week's episode yes. Instead of asking a I question like yeah. uh, We'll have the poll on there And then you the listeners can vote for your favorite story In which we will Either reveal on The midweek during news break Or the next week's episode Whichever one happens last which would probably be the episode. We'll figure it out. We'll tell you. Whichever one happens. <laughs> the episode definitely comes after Midweek 30 News. So, we'll... You know what? We'll tell you on the ep- following episode after uh, who the Listener's Choice Award goes to for the Darkest Timeline and who would hold that title for the first time ever because before there's no way for people to vote. So, if you're a Spotify listener, you can, you can vote. You can tell us what your favorite story is. Do that Spotify poll. So, yeah. do that. Check it out. Tell us um, who you thought won. I mean, for sure. Switch yeah. Spotify. If you listen to this, uh, if you listen to this in some other format, you can also go to our Facebook page. Send us a message. Tell us who you thought won. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, and as always, we have other Darkest Timeline episodes available. If just to get you more in the Halloween episode, um, <coughs> the the spooky mood. So you check out all the other darkest timelines from seasons past as always guys just remember uh be safe on this halloween remember stay away from werewolves vampires and old ladies and kyle's and kyle's remember tax your children's candy at least 25 percent or more and have have a good halloween happy halloween (laughs) oh man Get some Pepto-Bismol. Come on, man. <laughs> Anyways, guys, as always, thank you for listening to Comic Talk 616. Check it out. Check us out on Wednesdays for the midweek news break. I am Bad Mouth Jake. <clears throat> I am Matt the Moon Knight and now a monster. <laughs> You're always a monster. Every I know. Year. <laughs> I kind of am. Anyways, every year I make you a monster. <laughs> I am Bri. I am the one hand. Okay. I am the oracle that does not eat the remnants of my husband. You don't. You slurped them. No. <laughs> no. Nobody it's, knows how. It's more of a drink than an eat. And really. I am not going to. You, you slurped your husband. I'm not going to say that because that's inappropriate. <laughs> okay. Yep. Remember, drink your blood. Annalise is Annalise. Yeah, I'm Annalise. This is Annalise. I'm Josh, the button pusher, and the winner of at least in this group. Dude, you should start. You should start a company called uh, Josh's Buttons Buttons. Josh's Buttons. I like it. (laughs) Josh Buttons. (laughs) Josh Buttons. And you are, sir. I am Steve. (laughs) 
Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Steve, the one who will not be wearing your smoke anymore. Uh, so happy, happy Halloween, guys. Thank you for listening as always. I'm going to fart in the microphone. <laughs> Steve, this holder. Push the button quick. Push it, push it, push it, push it. Push it, push it, push it.